Greetings and salutations, you freaky fucks. My name is Kiki, and welcome to my podcast, Kinks with Kiki. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome back for episode 99 of Kinks with Kiki. Whew, what a moment of reflection. So, you know what? I'm just going to ride out this week. There is no S&M. Uh, that intro was actually from the 2018 pilot episode of Kinks with Kiki. So, I don't even need an s and I am having a moment of reflection to just take in 99 episodes of Kinks with Kiki. So I'm going to be honest with you before I jump into Weekly with Kiki. Um, the episode I originally wanted to do for the 99th episode was very taxing and very time consuming and after I got about 25 episodes in and I realized I still had 70 plus to go, I decided, you know what, let me actually just talk with my listeners, friends, family, friends, I don't know, uh, who listens to this podcast and what you identify as kinky fuck. I don't know. Um, I I wanted to take a moment to just talk about how I'm having a moment right now of 99 episodes over the course of four and almost four and a half years of doing this podcast and it has been a journey and it's a journey I want to have a moment of intimate self-reflection with you all and I'm pretty sure you can identify if you've been listening since the very beginning but definitely just want to reflect not necessarily on the great moments of each episode which is what my intentions were but to genuinely just reflect on each moment that I can recall that were significance of significance during the duration of this podcast actually existing so just going to jump into weekly with Kiki really quickly. There hasn't been much going on in my weeks. I know I've had some wild stories that I've told. I'm coming off of, you know, threesome stories and sex stories, but it's getting pretty chill now. Um, honestly, if I have to be completely honest, I do want a little bit more chaos now before y'all come for me. I don't mean chaos as in I want drama and mess in my life. I want a little bit of razzle-dazzle in my current DS relationship. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about that. I have talked to him about that. But your girl has some, you know, sadistic type wants. (laughs) And he has sadistic type needs. And we need to have a conversation so we can have them fulfilled and we'll both be happy. But nothing else really been going on in life just preparing for another fall and winter season um doing my best in this 35th year that's coming up to be present 
as humanly possible, as much as I humanly possibly can be. Uh, because 35 is a very sensitive year for me. It always has been, even before I got to the age of 35. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because, like I said, I'm having a moment of reflection. Of course, you know, I was 30 when I started this podcast, uh, turning 31. And now here we are, I'm turning 35 in a few weeks and I'm having a moment of, again, this is a huge moment of reflection to just sit and think about everything that's transpired over the course of the last four and a half years of doing Kinks with Kiki. So my weeks have been just weekend, but I really want to be present this season because I'm very quick to be like, oh, I don't like fall and winter, so I'm not doing anything. And I don't think I'm doing myself a service and I really don't think it's fair to me. So I'm trying to go into September down into, you know, and being present and not waiting to be present when I feel like the season allows it to be. Like, I don't want to have to put my life on hold because the weather prevents me from doing what I would like to do. I still want to be able to do those things and I want to be very present in a moment regardless of the season. So that is what I intend to do with my 35th year. And the reason why I said my 35th year is uh, it's always, always has been, probably always will be as I actually get ready to go through it. Um, because I had an aunt who passed away when she was 35. And I promise you guys, this episode is not going to be like, I'm not trying to start out on a sad note. I promise this isn't, it is sad, but it's not sad, but this is not going to be like an, oh my God, I'm going to cry the whole episode, episode. That is not your girl. But I had an aunt who was my youngest aunt who passed away when I was 15 and she was 35 years old. And as I, again, am weeks away from being 35, being able to look at when she died 20 years ago and like me 20 years later, I'm like, oh my God, no one should die at 35. It's, it's just unjust, it's unjust and just, it's not fair in other words. And ever since that happened, because that was an extremely traumatic, probably one of the most traumatic things I endured psychologically and hindsight when I look at my behavior of certain things how after she died I definitely should have gone to therapy because I was extremely psychologically traumatized but I also come from black southerners who believe that you can just pray it away so therapy was not even in the air or the atmosphere when that happened to my aunt she wasn't killed or anything. Let me not say what happened. She she died unexpectedly. She died suddenly from a pulmonary embolism, completely unnoticed, just out of the blue. One day we saw her, the next day she was gone. So I think about like, my God, like I, 35 is still very young. I'm, you know, five years from my twenties, like just so much life ahead of me. It's just not something I even thought like dying at 35. So because of that, I say all that to say 35 is a very important 
very sensitive, intentional year I aspire to have because I I see how easy life can be taken from you at any age. And like I said, 35 is very sensitive for me for that reason. So I'm just, the goal is to be present in every season of 35. So I am going into fall and winter being 35. I'm going to make the most regardless of the weather. You know, some days I just can't, I'm not going out in a blizzard, but I'm not going to say no because the weather isn't favorable for me. I just want to do better. So that's basically how I aspire for my weeks to go in the next coming months. Okay. So full disclaimer, guys, I am recording this in advance and I am recording this on the West Indian Day Parade Day. So you guys are probably going to hear some things, horns, possible soca. You know, I don't live that far from, I'm not deep, like I don't live near deep Crown Heights, but I'm not that far from Crown Heights. So because traffic is non-existent on the Eastern Parkway right now. And if you live in New York City, you know, especially if you live in Brooklyn, I'm not gonna say if you live in New York City because people from Staten probably don't know. But if you live in Brooklyn, you know, Eastern uh, Eastern Parkway is primarily Caribbean, West Indian people and Hasidic Jewish people. Whole Parkway from stretch to stretch. like <laughs> So that is typically where it takes place. So if you guys hear anything in the background, I do apologize again. You know, I record from home because it's a safe space and a peace of mind. But I also live in Brooklyn. If you didn't hear that, if you heard it, then you heard it. So I just want to give a full disclaimer. But like I said, this episode is going to be for a moment of reflection because I can't believe that I'm actually here. And I think about everything from the beginning and even to the point of where I am now, it's just like, wow, I really did that, go girl. So like, I remember, I am a podcast listener. I have listened to podcasts probably since 2012, 2013. I am like one of the day one listeners of The Read. I used to listen to Brilliant Idiots, Mm, they lost me but great show nonetheless uh and I remember because I was such a hardcore podcast listener like when I got into the lifestyle in 2015 I remember telling a friend I'm like I should do a podcast and she's like what would you podcast on and I'm like I would podcast on being a black kinkster because at that time I am very new to BDSM, very new to kink and fetish. And I had no really like no space where I heard someone else that could identify with what I identify with. So there was no podcast that catered to black BDSM and black kink from a black woman's perspective. I don't even think there was one from a black man's perspective. I mean, now we have so many and I love that. But back then when I was listening, it was like, nobody can identify with this. Of course, white people had their episodes and their, you know, their podcasts and everything. But I don't identify 
with BDSM on a white level because I'm not a white woman. And that I don't mean that in like a bad way or anything, not me being a white woman, but like I don't identify with something that historically, and I've seen and heard myself, uh, we weren't invited into that space. Like black kink is almost like a subspace of kink in general. When it should be across the board, kink should be universal for everyone. But white kinksters, not all, but there have been a lot and it's been proven. And you've heard people talk about it. You've heard Mistress Marley talk about the discrimination she gets as a black pro-dom, like and white pro-doms not being inviting and not wanting to share, so to speak. Like the lifestyle is a universal lifestyle, but it hasn't really been all that welcoming to black kinksters. So because of that, I just don't identify with whatever is discussed in white kink because that doesn't resonate with what I experience as a black woman doing kink with other black individuals. So I said all that to say, I didn't have any direction when I started this lifestyle. And had I had direction, it would have been so amazing because I would have been like, oh, damn, this person dealt with what I dealt with too. Or like experience like the training and everything. Like I'm speaking from a black submissive point of view. Um, and there are podcasts out there that are uh, black male doms and submissives it's not just all submissive or dom it's they identify as everything so it wasn't there and it was important that this information is known because so many people especially no let me correct that so many black people are interested and fascinated in wanting to get into kink without anywhere to go and that was me in 2014 2015 2016 until I got, you know, clearly deeper into the lifestyle and learned. But looking back to me being in the lifestyle a year, talking about the podcast to eight years and having a podcast moments. So I'm telling my friend, I'm like, I want to start a podcast. And I say this literally for like three years. So like 2015, 2016, 2017. And one day my friend, I'm not going to say her name. My friend sent me, I feel like she actually, did she get me the ticket or did she just send me the event? So my friend sent me Pod and Life NYC and was like, you're in New York. You want to start a podcast. You've been talking about this for years. Stop the shit. Get it done. And I was like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) And I was still nervous. And I was like, I'm going to this event by myself and it's going to work. And I like. I don't know what compelled me to go, but I went and it probably was literally the best thing that I could have done because the rest is literal history. You know, I've told you the story, Millie, Millie introduced me to Josh, went right there from Josh, like, and it just took off and went there. But has she not done that? Had I not just had the conviction to go, I don't know if the podcast would even still would even exist. If I would still be the person (laughs) from 2015 saying, man, I should do a podcast like seven, eight years later. I'm like, I should do a podcast. So here we are. Can't believe it. Uh, But 
it started there once I met, you know, Josh talking to Josh and like talking to people like, oh, you can get this equipment. You can get that equipment. You can do all this and that and it'll work. It was literally my first episode and I was like, all right, boom, we're doing this. Can't believe this is happening, but it's happening. I just scared my dog. Sorry, guys, if you heard that. So I'm sitting on a couch with Lori. Now, you guys have heard Lori over the course of four and a half years. Uh, She has literally been my roommate since I've lived in New York and she is still my roommate to this day. And I moved to New York 2017, came back in 2020 and I've been here ever since. And we're going into 2023. Like she and I are the only two people I feel like in this city of New York that I actually have a roommate that they genuinely like and want to live with. I don't feel like that's common here. I've heard the nightmarish stories. Uh, We had a a small nightmarish story of our own uh, last year, but we moved and thank God. (laughs) So we're good, but you've heard her. We're sitting on my couch, like our couch in our living room when we lived in Queens. And I'm like, bam, I need to come up with a name for this podcast and could not think of anything to save my life. And like, we started thinking like, maybe it should be a play on words. Maybe it should be a play on my name. So what ended up being what caused, what created the name was when she said it should be a play on my name. I'm like, boom, I'm not going to use my real name. I'm not going to use my actual nickname because fun fact, Kiki is not my actual nickname. People have grown to call me that because that's really all they know me as. But to the people that I've told, like, that's not my nickname. You can actually call me X, Y, and Z. Those are the people that call me by my actual government name. So I was like, boom, play on words. So we're looking through like this, like sex slang dictionary that gives like the history of sex slang, which I think that would be a nice episode going into the 100s. I'm going to make a note of that real quick guys and I'm back okay so we are looking in this like we're looking at this website of sexual slang over the course of history and we come across Kiki so you know the gays the community the LGBTQ community uh community Kiki typically stands for like a social gathering a gossiping like you know the girls are going to get together and Kiki um But back in the 70s, Kiki was a slang term used to describe a bisexual person. And I can't remember where I found it, but I'll see if I can find it. And if I find it, I'm going to post it. But I was like, oh my God. And it was spelled K-I-K-I, not K-E-K-E, but because K-E is in my government name, fitting. So I was like, oh my God, Kiki, that's going to be my alias high five to me and we're just here like I'm like all right so what is it going to be Kiki like that was literally how the conversation was going between me and Lori and she thought about it and it just clicked and she was like kinks with Kiki and I was like oh my god I have a name for my podcast (laughs) so I'm hiding like oh my god this is happening and All I have at the time, because I'm, again, very new. My first episode aired or was posted May 13th of 2018. 
I can't, I feel like that wasn't actual Monday because I've never really geared away from uploading episodes on Mondays, but I think it was a Monday and all I had was literally my MacBook and my roommate and it just literally went from there. So I recorded on the history of BDSM and what I identified as kind of gave an idea of what my intentions were for the podcast, which ultimately was to slightly entertain while I educate because had this podcast existed when I was new to the lifestyle, which I feel like someone's always being brought into or interested in or experimenting in the lifestyle as a new individual. And had I had something that literally broke down what fetishes were, their cautions, uh, their benefits. Like if I had someone who was able to do that when I was new to the lifestyle, I feel like things would have gone a lot more smoother than they did because, you know, he and I were both still very new to the lifestyle. Um, guys not, well, you've heard Teddy, like you guys know who Teddy is at this point. But Teddy was still very new to the lifestyle. I was still very new to the lifestyle. And it was a lot of us trying to learn kink and fetishes. And if we had them and what they were. And just learning how to maneuver in the lifestyle as newbies. With no real sense of direction. Like there, yes there were articles. Yes there was research. But again there's nothing like being able to hear it and see it from somebody that looks like you and we didn't have that so that was my biggest intention with this podcast is to discuss any and every fetish even if I don't identify with them as much and give as much detail and accurate information as I humanly can so people can go into a space being well knowledge and well educated or well versed in the matter that was my intention and I'm hoping in 99 episodes, I have succeeded. So I do that. And, you know, that first year was an interesting year of having a podcast. I I got the opportunity to go on so many podcasts over the course of like six or seven months. It was insane. Like I started the podcast in May and, you know, by 2019, I was in another state. I was in two different states, actually. But the whole, like, course of 2018 is just, like, me recording with so many individuals in New York. And it started with horrible decisions. And I still remember that day like it was yesterday. And I couldn't believe that I was actually going to be able to go onto their show. Because I was like... This new podcaster wasn't really, you know, I'm still I'm a nobody. Don't fight me on that, y'all. Y'all know what I mean. But, like, I'm not famous from this. Like, my my goal was to ultimately entertain and educate at the same time. But I'm on this podcast, and it was a whirlwind because, of course, they have hundreds of thousands of followers and so many hundreds of thousands of listeners. 
it was like, oh my God, this is so much exposure. I wasn't ready because I was trying to literally be like the her of podcasting. I didn't want to be seen. You were always just going to hear me. You were never going to know what my face looked like. But now clearly we've seen her in music videos, her own music videos, commercials. We know exactly how her looks now, but I wanted to be the her of podcasts. I have to say it like that, her. <laughs> and it did not end up that way. So I went on horrible decisions and my little, I had like a hundred, maybe 150 followers. I was like, oh, y'all rocking with me to like waking up to like a thousand followers. I was so overwhelmed. And it's just like, now here I am. I almost have 10,000 followers, which hooray to me. I've done it organically. It's no buying, you know, followers over here. And that's no shade to people who do. But this was literally me just building a following with exposure and I'm hoping my own funny content because you know I post memes and sometimes I'll educate and sometimes it'll be random stuff you never know what you're gonna get on my page I want it to be fun loving so it was just it was it was wild I have a better management of it now but it was just it was a ride and then after that just going on like someone I can't even remember who it was I think it was my friend JB he was like you're on tour I was like I am on freaking tour <laughs> I was on so many podcasts in 2018 it was mind-boggling and I continued even in 2019 2020 here we go in 2022 my goal for 2023 is to have more guests and talk more to kinksters instead of just educating getting people especially outside of my realm getting people to actually come on the show and talk about it from personal experience and give better insight than I would by just doing research and asking people. So here we are. <laughs> That's really all I can say. Here we are. Um, 2018 was rocky. You know, it, my grandmother died and I was sick and my uncle died. It was just, it was a bad holiday season. It was a bad winter. Like, 2018 was rough honestly I didn't know after my especially my grandmother's passing I didn't even know if I would even come back to podcasting but my urge to continue to educate and shed light on black kink it it was there and it's not something that's really gone away even four years later so I'm like I'm gonna keep this thing going it was a struggle trust me um even fast forwarding, like thinking about 2019, 2019 was a really rough transitional year. If you listened to the podcast during that time frame, pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. But I did go through a breakup in 2019 and I moved twice, actually three times in 2019. Something I never really want to do again. I moved from New York to Ohio and Ohio to North Carolina it's a lot of moving to a lot of states and a lot of, not time zones, but a lot of different regions of the country. And it's not something, if you hear the music, I apologize. Again, told you you might hear some soca. You never know what you're going to hear today. It's the West Indian Day Parade. Shout out to all my Caribbean West Indian listeners. Love y'all down. Love y'all culture. Love how proud and the pride that you have in your cultures. I stand. I genuinely do. I work with a lot of black Caribbean women and I love it. I do, but okay. So like I said, 2019 was, it was a transitional year for multiple reasons, breakups and trying to podcast and being out on my own and being officially a solo podcaster and not 
having Josh anymore. Josh became a security blanket because I had gotten so comfortable slightly. I think I did maybe eight episodes by myself before the bulk of multiple episodes became just Josh and I. And then I moved and I think like maybe like 50 to like now was just me. So maybe it was less. I don't know. I can't even remember. Whew. All right. Um, but getting back into being a solo podcaster and getting used to talking to myself once again, it was hard. I'm not going to lie, but I did it and I found my groove and I got actual microphone, you know, I have four now, but I got a microphone and I just kind of went from there. It's like 2019. I survived it. The podcast survived it. And it was a, it was an interesting year. I, you know, I met some people that year, some still here, some not, but it was 2019 was great. 2020, we all know 2020 was literally what it was. COVID was running amok. And honestly, I'm out of the BDSM relationship now at this point with Teddy almost three years and I'm maneuvering being in kink and being heavily into BDSM outside of him. So now this is me exploring it and learning what's for me and that I am this lifestyle is a big part of my life now solo. So it was an interesting time, like meeting doms who were legit, meeting sensual doms, meeting sadistic doms, gentleman doms. I met so many doms, like doms attract to me. I don't know what it is. I think I'm a lucky girl for that, but I met a lot of doms and it was, it was an interesting time because it was, you know, we were in COVID and podcasting was keeping me genuinely sane because it was a lot of shit going on in 2020. So I tried to continue, you know, doing podcasts with other people, even though we were all doing like Zoom and Zencaster, but I wanted to keep it going because again, I'm pretty sure kink kept a lot of y'all sane when you had to be on top of each other in the house at the beginning of 2020, but I was dolo still made it work though but you know it was a time uh I don't really have a lot I'm trying to think of like pivotal moments of like 2020 was honestly moving back to New York during COVID and I was still actively podcasting wasn't really interacting with anyone for obvious reasons but I was keeping it going like this podcast has endured trauma with me it has endured three states with me is it's a huge part of like my life now and it's extremely important to me because I honestly just because of all the feedback I've gotten over the course of four and a half years and people like people wanted me to coach them and which I considered thinking like honestly thinking about doing is like coaching people who are very new into BDSM and educating them on what they need to be educated on. But it has been such a huge component in my life because I've discussed and talked about every aspect of my life, not in too deep or too personal of information, but 
you guys have been there for the duration of a lot of shit transpiring. Me, you know, fresh out of a BDSM, like a long-term BDSM situation and being in a relationship and possibly getting married to being single, to living in Ohio, to living in Ohio alone, to living in North Carolina alone, back to New York. Like it has honestly been a journey and it's something I would not take for granted and I wouldn't change for absolutely nothing at all. So, but the biggest year to date as I've podcasted has probably been 2022 and episode 100 will definitely give you guys an idea of why it's been such a game-changing year but it it's almost the start of the continuance of my journey in this lifestyle and how I got here wasn't expected how how we came back to from 2018 to 2022 how we got from there to here it's a journey and I am very excited going forward to express finally to you how it has been a journey and continuing to explain like new things and new experiences and you guys have a better sense of how this has truly been a huge moment of reflection for me and how it's going to fall back into place. I apologize, guys. I told y'all y'all was going to hear Soka <laughs> for the duration of this episode. So I'm just going to let them go ahead and do their thing. And I'll be right back. All right. And they are gone. I'm seriously thinking about going to the West Indian Day Parade. I feel like hopefully I can get out of here in like the next 45 minutes and, you know, hit the Eastern Parkway. Not driving, of course, because go, you know, but you know. But like I was saying, uh, it's, it's been a journey. I told you guys stories. Um, I've had friends on. I've had friends that I consider family. I've had, you know, Teddy, who is literally, and I hate saying this because he gives me this evil smile. If I could just mush his face right now, I would, but he's not here. <laughs> But he would always give like this grin, oh, this cocky grin. When I say, honestly, this podcast would not exist if not for him, because he was the person who introduced me to BDSM and kink. However, I have been the person in my life maintaining the want and the need for that lifestyle. So, ah. <sighs> I don't even know where to, I don't even know where else to go. Like, it's just, you know, the name was a thing. It was a changer, like a life-changing experience for me. All the journey, you know, the part of the journey and all the shows I've been on and all the people that I've met. The biggest thing that has been the greatest thing for me with this podcast is I have met so many phenomenal people. It... Just even just listeners and people who follow me, like I've met amazing people just by having the podcast, not to mention having the group chat. Like I have a girl group chat is not really active right now, um, but I am genuinely thinking about like wiping it clean and starting anew 
I kind of want to add guys to it. I'm a little afraid because having a safe space for women, if I had a guy that I knew who could like head the, the guy group chat that I trusted, I absolutely would. But my thing is, do, will men be interested in just being able to talk to other black men and men of color about kink without getting bored? Like, Cause I know the girls, the girls were in the group having a grand old time and the things that they were saying and doing and sending, I want them to continue to feel that way because this is a safe space and it's not going out of this space. Like I I'm, I'm scared because like, I don't want men to be like snatching pictures and trying to make an OnlyFans with it. Like that's not cool. This is a safe space where you can just be without the fear of judgment or repercussions or revenge porn or whatever the fuck. So We'll see. Um, we'll, 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 we'll see. But I am thinking about wiping it clean. So ladies, you've heard if you're listening and starting over and making it like a full vetting process because it can get a little deeper. So it's able to get a little deeper, but we'll see. But you know, I've met phenomenal people. Uh, I met AJ through podcasting, like love her down you guys know I do she it's literally the best thing that happened to me out of a horrible horrible situation so for that I am forever grateful and I'm forever thankful meeting the couples and the other podcasters like you know bull and bunny meeting lovers quarrel just it's so many I've been on so many podcasts that I can't even name you know I've lost people that I've podcasted with that I no longer talk to and you know individuals that I'm no longer friends with but the gain was so much more worth the loss so I'll take it every time like I really my my social life sprouted in New York in 2018 because of this podcast like just with the individuals I met and just you know going places and meeting new people it was it was an amazing time 2018 was probably one of the best and worst years of my life. Uh, it started out with a whole bang. You know, I was, I had officially moved on from being in a BDSM dynamic. And again, I started the podcast, my social circle grew, friends at, I developed friendships here with people who were complete strangers, you know, but it took a downside. My grandmother died, my uncle died. It was, it was a phenomenal year with, tragedy but it's a year I would not take away if I you know some of the memories I wish didn't exist but it's not something I would take away from myself for anything it's always going to be a year of new new adventures and new endeavors for me so I'm always going to be grateful for 2018 and the starting of this podcast and where it has led me to and the directions it's taking me into now but yeah, so I really feel like that's going to bring episode 99 to a close. No kink this week, guys. Just wanted to have a moment of reflection to really sit and look at how this podcast has grown, how I've grown in it, and Everything that I look forward to doing that's new with the podcast and in life. So it was just 
a moment to reflect. And I'm very thankful. So it's going to wrap up this week's episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you would like to email me, I would love to do another email episode. But if you'd like to email me, you can email me at kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at kinkswithkiki and on Instagram at kinkswithkikipodcast. I do struggle to check my DMs, but I am doing a lot better with checking my email. Um, You know what? Before I end this episode, actually, let me just look to see if I have any emails. So that'll be a little razzle dazzle for the end of this episode. So lo and behold, I actually checked to see if I had any DMs because I didn't have any emails and I did. So before we do bring this episode to a close, I'm going to read these emails and then I'm going to head out because it's pretty and is West India Day Parade Day. So this one says, good morning, Kiki. Thanks for the tip on anal training. I was actually just listening to your podcast about it a couple of weeks ago. Big fan. Heart emoji. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I was just wondering if you don't train anymore, how frequently do you have to engage those muscles to retain that muscle memory? My wife had expressed her desire to try anal, but she doesn't care for regular training. So we haven't really been able to complete the act. I'm so happy that she wants to try, but some success would be nice too. So the anal cavity is not like the vaginal cavity. I feel like one of them, obviously, especially if you're a sexually active woman, you're using your vagina muscles regularly. You're kegeling regularly um, to keep it tight. It's kind of like the opposite. You don't want a loose bowel, of course, but you you do want to keep it comfortable to the point where it has a little bit of muscle memory. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard to retain muscle memory. Now this, I struggle while doing anal sex actively on a regular basis. Uh, Plugs definitely help. I would definitely say plug training would be essential because you want to start with what she can handle and you want to gradually go up to as big of a plug as you possibly can. Uh, I would say a plug that might mirror, I I don't know your penis size, but if you could mirror kind of like the width of your penis size and make that like her regular plug, that could do a little bit of helping to keep you relaxed um the main key to anal training is honestly relaxation and now that i know this like i said i still struggle to this day and i have been actively doing anal not for years but at one point in time it was for years and it still was a struggle because it's a very tight muscle and it clenches and when you you feel that pain, your body's reaction is to automatically clench so nothing can go in. And the biggest key to training is relaxing. I've even caught myself, even in the current day of 2022, like I've caught myself clenching because it still hurts, but because I know what anal training can do and how uh, pivotal or important it is to training, I'll figure out a position where I can fully relax and fully relax that muscle without thinking too much. And I usually don't have an issue. So plug training will definitely be her best bet, keeping a plug in, um, 
putting it in maybe a couple of times a day, maybe three times a day. But that definitely would be the thing to helping with anal training. So start with plugs and definitely have her work on her relaxation techniques. And I hope that helps. All right. Next email that's very last minute (laughs) as I was closing out the episode is going to be Hey, I just listened to the latest episode. I've actually been listening for a while, said while in all caps. Going back to the episodes with Josh early on, not that that matters, but I loved you guys' chemistry. I'm actually curious about some of the anime you mentioned. I'm assuming that they're all on YouTube, but if there are other platforms, please advise. And just like you, I'm probably not the subtitle guy. My question was more about the spelling of one one of the ones your friend put you on to was it food wars or food wars i have some different questions but i'll save them for another time please continue to be great and welcome back this was earlier in july thank you good sir it was actually food f-o-o-d wars and it was about this prestigious culinary school needs like very type A students who are very adamant and very, very particular and very, very competitive about their cooking, but it borderlined hentai in like 3%. (laughs) You watch it, you will get it. So it was actually food, F-O-O-D, wars. Now, I watch most of my anime on HBO Max, Netflix, and Hulu. I'm in the process of actually debating if I want to get Crunchyroll just so I can just eliminate all that shit and watch everything on one service. Uh, But Netflix has JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hulu has Demon Slayer. Netflix has Demon Slayer. I watched Food Wars on a part of it on Netflix, the other part on HBO Max. Uh, I just finished Fruits Basket. I watched that full full series on Hulu. My Hero Academia, I watched it on Hulu. Inuasha, I'm watching it on Hulu. Um, Because Hulu has Funimation. So if you have Funimation, like Funimation is also streaming, you can use as well. But Funimation has a channel on Hulu. So you find a lot of shit on Hulu. I think I have like on my list, I have Fairy Tale. I have, uh, oh God, I have so many. I can't even think. Um, but I have like the Inuasha movies, full brother, uh, full metal alchemist brotherhood. I watched it on Hulu. Um, shit. I'm watching, like I watched so many shows. Like I can't even tell you where to get started when I'm thinking of like anything to watch, but honestly, Hulu, Netflix, HBO max are probably going to be some of the best places to actually watch personally I would say Hulu because they have a lot of shit I think like they have Bleach, Fairy Tale, uh, Soul Eater which is the actual the next the actual next series that I'm gonna start in a little bit but 90% of the anime that I've watched have been Netflix and Hulu so I hope that helps you good sir all right So the next and last message I got was, says, hey, hope I'm not bothering you. I wanted to know if you give advice and tips on BDSM. And I hope you hear this. I'm going to respond to your message as well. I actually do give 
advice or tips for anything BDSM or kink related to to the capacity of my knowledge if it's something that's beyond me and it's somebody I know that may have expertise in that particular topic I will send you to them I will if that's what you're into or that's not you're into if that's what you're up for I would shoot them a quick message or text and say, hey, this person has some questions on X, Y, and Z. Do you mind if I give them your page so they can reach out to you and you can help them? So absolutely. Email me. I told you. DM me. If you need tips, advice, I am actually here. I have done a lot of reading on BDSM and a lot of studying on BDSM and kink not to give this advice out. So I absolutely do. If you are interested, you can DM me on Twitter. You can DM me on Instagram or you can email me and I will send you a message back directly or, and well, I will send it back to you directly and ask you if you are comfortable with me sharing it on the show. So like I said, you guys can follow me. I already told you where you can email me or DM me just told you where And that's going to wrap up this episode for real this time. Okay. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to me have a moment of reflection to really just sit and think about everything that this podcast means to me and how everything is transpired. Can't wait for you guys to hear episode 100. And as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, good people, peace.